0: Hey, I'm Dwayne,
1: and I'm Jennifer,
0: and together we're doing a podcast, Roots,
1: The Unseen Life.
0: Come on a journey with us, you'll produce a system of roots that will stabilize you and
1: produce fruit.
0: We're going somewhere, come along with us. Well, hello, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Dwayne Alvin Roberts.
1: Oh, you gave your middle name for the peeps.
0: Um, if you, uh, heard that, appreciate it. You never mention it again.
1: Yeah. Okay. Alvin. Um, and what's <laughs> the name of our podcast?
0: We call it roots, the unseen life. It's true. It's our love. It's our, uh, just loves a little strange way of saying it, but we really do focus on the interior part yes. of your being and it's that, which is below will dictate that, which is above.
2: Amen. And, uh,
0: and so this is going to be an intimate conversation just between the spouse and me and you. <laughs> We're not um, the br- spouse. That's me. We're not bringing in a guest, and uh, and so we would just, we just want to talk. And so there's we, you know, um, you guys need to know that the Bible is the thing that guides our lives. I'm talking Jennifer and I. We have an incredibly high respect for the Word of God. It has stood the test of time through history, and it is the story of God and God's interaction with creation and His plan of redemption. And how he walks with us and treats yeah. us, and so um, we are going to often do just portions of scripture, and we're just going to do a little mini Bible study, for lack of a better term. And so, there's a portion of scripture that's very dear to Jennifer's heart, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna hit that. Chapter. Yeah. So it's it's Psalm 162, correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good one. You why don't you start, honey? <laughs> oh, you silly boy! Now Psalm 139. I, I mm-hmm. love Psalm 139. And so when we talked about what we should do, you know, I suggested Psalm 139 mainly because I need it again. I need to strengthen myself in the Lord. And when I I read Psalm 139, I get I get anchored again. I get centered again in him. I get refreshed. My eyes go up bigger to the throne off of myself. I just find it helpful. So,
0: well, you have a real issue with being self centered. So I can understand.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's again, so sweet. Again,
0: reminding you guys this is our love language.
1: Yes, this is our love language. I'm
0: not um, I'm not highlighting Jennifer's sin in public just so you know.
1: Not this time. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so Psalm one thirty nine. Mm. Let's just get right into it. Well let it. me
0: ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Who wrote it?
1: David wrote it. <laughs> okay. It's it's one of his the premier Psalms that he wrote is Psalm one thirty nine.
0: It's powerful
1: It is super powerful and it's so rich and there there's so much to cover that we won't cover. This is more of a conversational Bible study it's not a comprehensive Bible study okay And I just want to say I was introduced to Psalm 139 um, before I was even a Christian. And yeah, because my youth group leader, I I wasn't a believer, but I was going to youth group. Um, I felt like I needed to give it a fair shot. My parents had become believers. And so they asked me to go to youth group and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. It's I can't say that I don't believe unless I've tried. So I, I go to youth group and the youth group leaders were incredible, like, they were so patient with me. They poured their lives into mine. Like I am forever grateful for their impact on my life. But um, Julie was her name. She's reading Psalm 139 to me to display how intimate God is with us. And so she's she's reading through it. Now, I am not a believer. So the thought of him being everywhere was awful. Mm. I don't want him to be everywhere. That was terrifying to me. And oh, I
0: remember some of the story.
1: Hey, now mm. he finally listens. I've only told it a million times. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember after she'd shared Psalm 139 with me, the next day I get out of the shower, and I remember he's everywhere. And I'm like, Ew! And it felt like that intrusive, Ooh, I don't know that I want you here, that kind of a concept. But then once you become a believer, I I wanted God everywhere. I needed him. I I was lonely in some some areas of my life and the fact that understanding he was everywhere meant that I actually was never alone. Yes. And that comforted yes, yes, me. Yes. So, so that's just a fun side note that you know, Psalm 139 may not be the best evangel- or evangelistic tool to lead someone to the Lord if they're trying to um, get away with stuff. <laughs> so they're trying to
0: hide from God. Yeah,
1: and I was trying to hide from God. So the, the first verse, Oh Lord, you've searched me and you've known me. I mean, already that touches me deeply because I think of the the Lord has searched me so he didn't delegate that job to someone else it says you have searched me so it's personal it's God looking into you it's God looking to me and he searched us and I in my life I've found the places where I feel maybe the most pain is when I don't feel known and this eliminates that because at the core of who I am, I'm known by God. And so he's searched me and he's known me.
0: Hey, Motormouth, can I mention
1: something? <laughs> Go ahead if you have anything good to say.
0: Um, I mean, I think the greatest human need
1: mm-hmm.
0: could perhaps be that you need to be known. Yeah. Is that possible? I think so. I think so. I mean, I so. I, I mean I'm not a... Psychologists studied the human frame, not much, but I've studied a lot actually, but anyways. Um, but no, that I need people to know me. Yeah, And, and, and I think it's a powerful reality that the uncreated God, he's, he knows me. Yeah. And, and if you're listening to us, which I assume you are because you're listening, <laughs> um, just let that just settle over. Yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. That he knows you and you're going to freak out because there's areas of darkness. There's areas of brokenness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he knows us. Yeah, and that, that's that's weighty It's, it, it's
1: deeply comforting. Oof. And, you know, I remember meditating on this one verse for probably two or three months mm. when. I'm home with the children, and you're off doing the stuff, looking like holy man, and I'm changing diapers and washing dishes and doing so many normal things, and I felt so unknown. Right. And I had these pocketful of prophetic promises, yet there wasn't a circumstance in my life that would cause me to believe any of those things would ever happen. Right. But the fact that I felt known in that secret place of being in my home was like, oh, it was like water, you know, on a hot day. It was refreshing. Anyway, so I, I love that. He, he, you know, he searched me and he's known me. He knows when I sit down. He knows when I rise up. I mean, you, you're a good husband, right? Mostly. Yeah, you are. And you're attentive to me. I feel like you know my heart. You manage my heart. You can read me when I walk into a room. You are aware if I've had a hard day or a good day. You know, you can tell. Mm -hmm. But you don't know every time I stand up and every time I sit down. Not even close. Not even close. There's so many things about my day, so many movements that you as a great husband don't notice, aren't aware of. And so this is communicating the depth of intimacy and awareness we have with the Lord that is powerful. And and deeper than any human relationship, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns.
0: Well, I'm just I'm just kind of a fr- just freshly being moved by this. Uh huh. I'm just like.
1: You can cry for a minute if you need, sweetie. <laughs> He's wiping tears for those that are only listening.
0: I mean, it, it is weighty. It is. You know, it you is. comprehend my path, my lying down, yep, and then are acquainted with all my ways. Yeah. And. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine actually this afternoon and we were talking about the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. So the so the enemy and the various forms of lies mm-hmm. that perpetually, I, I just, sometimes I feel like it's wave after wave after wave yeah. of the lies of the enemy. And I think one of the isolation, loneliness. Yes. And I, I, I sometimes think like a, of a pack of, you know a la- you know a, a group of sheep what do you call that
1: a uh, group of sheep <laughs> a flock
0: a flock of sheep there you go and isolation that if 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 you know a wolf or something yes. can isolate one yes. he's got it
2: yes that makes them vulnerable and
0: yeah. so the the truth is uh uh-huh. that He's acquainted with every with me in every moment of my day yeah. and all my ways. And the lies of the enemy in regards mm-hmm. to loneliness and isolation are mm-hmm. are are absolutely incorrect and, and wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that 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 battle and let this. I think this. I mean, it's amazing.
1: It is. It is amazing. And all my ways, to me, it's my personality. It's my geography. You know what I mean. It, it's all of it. He's aware of where I'm physically at. He's aware of where I'm emotionally at. He understands why I do what I do, yeah. even when it's not something good that I do. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? I
0: mean, it's it's um, you know, it's family, it's mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. it's career, it's mm-hmm. office. Yeah. You know, it's all of these things. Right. And and I think it's it's it's. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm getting personal revival here. That's
1: good, honey, because this is a good one. So, uh, yeah, so acquainted with all my ways. Uh, and I love this. For there's not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. Like, I love that.
0: What do you, I mean, that actually kind of makes me nervous. What do you love about that?
1: I love it that. He knows me so well. He knows a word that I'm going to speak before I know the word I'm okay. going to speak. Okay. The times that you're going and you're trying to find that word. Right. He knows what word's going to come out eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that wasn't funny, Jennifer. I want you to apologize publicly. For I'm sorry, though.
1: Dwayne, for making fun of you going da 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 and I love that, you know, because there's there's an expression where like we're so close. We finish each other's sentences Yeah, or yeah. sandwiches if you watch Frozen. And this is God finishes my sentences mm. before I've even formed the sentence. He knows what he I'm going to say. And so that is that is being deeply acquainted with us. I, I love that. Mm. It just it refreshes me and then you've hedged me behind and before and and laid your hand upon me such knowledge is, is too wonderful me for me it is high i cannot attain it just the the awareness that god he chooses our boundary lines he hedges us in he knows the direction we're going to me this speaks of his sovereignty you know, we, we, pl- the man pl- plots his way, but the Lord ordered his steps. It's just that sense. And so sometimes you end up in a place and you go, how did I end up here? Well, maybe the Lord brought you there. You know, maybe it's that sense of, he knows how to lead us so well. He can bring us to the end of ourselves. He can bring us to that that precipice where it's like you, if you take one more step, you fall. But He's getting ready to provide that supernatural bridge for you to walk across. You know what I mean?
0: And I just that that um, I just have a visual, and I know this is not biblical, so please don't take this as biblical. But um, I just have a picture of you have laid your hand upon me, yeah. of a gentle hand resting yes. on me, yeah. And it's just solidifying, I mean, uh, stabilizing me. Yes. And that just, the hand of the Father's rafting on me. Mm-hmm. It's just heavy.
1: It's beautiful, isn't it? Right. Like, who's outside of God's grasp? No one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we say that, oh, the hand of God's on that guy. Well, guess what? The hand mm, of God is on every
2: absolutely.
1: guy. Absolutely. There isn't, you know... There isn't anyone that his hand isn't on. He is with us. And
0: such knowledge is too wonderful me, for wonderful for me. Uh-huh. It is high; I cannot attain right. it. Um, I just because, <clears throat> I mean, we so have have limited the abilities of God. Mm-hmm. But I don't know today. Maybe seven point five billion people on the earth, and so it is too hard for us to comprehend. Mm-hmm. The fullness of God's ability to know each man of the seven point five yeah. before we know it, and so yeah. there is something too. It's too big for me. I yeah. can't comprehend. Yes, I do not understand the God who leads history. Yes, I, and yes. His abilities. Right. I, and so, but I think it's important that we we that verse just causes us to worship Mm -hmm. i mean that's how we've got to respond
1: i feel like that is the the desired response is worship yeah like wow who is he
0: but even as we're just going through this i want you to rest in this i want this to go deep within you Mm -hmm. and i don't care if you're at the top of the game or you've just lost your job and your dog died yeah you know allow this to touch you deeply
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jen, yeah. lead us
0: in the next verse, oh, if right, you will. All right,
1: Pastor. Thank you so much. Um, I, I love yes, this. Marge. <laughs> where can I flee from your spirit? Or where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? I mean, what? It's, it's a rhetorical question. Of course, it's meant like, guess what? You can't outrun him. You can't escape his presence. He's everywhere. Because it goes on if I ascend into the heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. Behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And I, I think of you know, the heavens and the hell like on your best day, he's there. He's the God that rejoices with you in your worst day. He's there. He's the God who weeps with you. He is there. He's in, in the, everything in between. And I, I think about so, this Go on.
0: Well, I just, um, I think it's important that we just pause and highlight eight B. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Yeah. Um, because I think one of the, the greatest, Um, limiting factors of you moving forward in your life and God is shame yeah and it's important to understand the mercy of God and the passion of God and then the forgiving power of God yeah so one of the one of the more uh, you know logical responses when we're caught in sin and we don't have confidence in forgiveness. We run. Yeah,
2: that's right.
0: And so we hide. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to this and you are running hi- or hiding, um, just be just be aware you can't run and out you can't outrun and you can't hide. Yeah. Because because God we just learned He's there. Yeah. And so stop running. Yeah. Stop the fight. Yeah. Lay down and say I surrender.
2: Yes, that's the right response. Like lay
0: down stop and say god here i am here i am yeah um i'm going to now lean into you instead of run away from you
1: yeah absolutely we we need to make god our ally in our weakness instead of our enemy Mm -hmm. we need to run to him and not from him he's the way forward when we're feeling that that garment of shame all around us Mm -hmm. but he's there with us and i love this and and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there your hand will lead me I mean I think of Jonah hmm I mean how totally. crazy totally Jonah was in the sea yes the Lord found him he thought he could escape God and God went are you kidding me I'm the God of creation I'm the one that hollowed out and holds the ocean in the palm of my hand yes So even there, so I think of the reference there to Jonah, Uh, your right hand shall hold me if I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be light about me. Even the darkness shall not hide from you. I mean, it's just, this is so comprehensive. He's the God of light. I think of, you know, again, you just can't hide from God. And, and he walks through walls he sees through human beings straight to the heart and this I feel like is is line upon line upon line of God's relentless pursuit of us mm-hmm. like he wants all of us mm-hmm. he's acquainted with us he's intimate he understands us he knows all that we walk through I don't I just love this part um it, thoughts Dwayne nope no that's good um, and then you know we know more about thirteen. For you formed me in my inward parts; you covered me in my mother's womb. And so, here, right here, this is a lot of people say, "Hey, we can't believe in abortion because of this." And right. Hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent.
1: I mean, design, created, made, yes. intentionality. God made you. Yes. Um. So you formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well this is powerful because I feel like it pokes the it, it pokes self-hatred right in the eye like we are made in the image of God. We're made with intentionality. We're a designer original God, the creator of the universe, made Dwayne Alvin Roberts with all the intricacies of who you are, your personality, your gifts, your calling before your days were were before you lived your first day, it was already known. It's just, there's so much purpose and destiny in this.
0: So let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Like, what do you do in this so that this can really go to the deepest levels of our hearts? Mm-hmm. Because we struggle with the ways we've been made. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, physically, I don't like the way I was made. Right. Or... Emotionally, mm-hmm. my personality—I struggle. I'm I'm too introvert. I'm too uh-huh. extrovert. People mm-hmm. hate me because I talk too much. I don't talk enough. Uh-huh. How, w- like, how can that this just met, just kind of sink its way in? Right,
1: like, how could David say David say, "Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well." I
0: mean, it's it's you like know, first of all, it comes off a little arrogant,
1: right? Like, but I do, yeah, I hear that. Like, really, David. <laughs> But it's like.
0: But he marveled. He marveled. At God's
1: ability. At God's ability. Yeah. And to me, I have to, you know, you got to feed yourself on who God is and the intentionality and believe that he doesn't make mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't mean that in a trite way, but even um, I, I just think about funny things like my nose. I, I, I fractured my nose once and I broke it another time.
0: Jen, I wasn't going
2: to bring it up.
1: I know, right? And those that are just listening, don't go wash this. Then you'll see my nose. Um, just kidding. But um, it I- It is a
0: little squonky, but it's cute squonky. It's cute, it's precious. <laughs>
1: and I used to have three-way mirrors in, in our family bathroom. And I you could look into one side of the mirror and you could see your image like about a hundred times over. It just keeps going and going. And I would just stare at my nose on one side, stare it at the other, and I could tell that my profile doesn't look the same on both sides and I was obsessed with the way that I looked and I was not happy with my nose. I was embarrassed on my nose. And well I eventually got over that. but here's what's funny. I was preaching on Psalm 139 in Brazil at a one thing conference and a woman comes up to me afterwards and she goes, I just need to let you know, the whole time I was staring at your nose, thinking how amazing your nose was. And she goes, I thought that must have cost her a lot of money to get a nose that beautiful.
0: Oh my gosh. Like she hilarious. she
1: thought that I went and had plastic surgery to create this, what she called beautiful nose. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's funny. So I think there's, in my opinion, When you get to the level of rest deep inside with the Lord, you began to accept and celebrate who you are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, but it is a journey.
0: But I think it's a journey worth taking.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Because this next one's here. My frame was not hidden from you when Uh I was made in secret Mm -hmm. and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. I don't understand the last part of that phrase. Uh huh. But like, rot in the lowest parts of the. But I was made in secret. Yes. And that's where you I'd know,
1: read that's referring to the creation of the mother's womb.
0: Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So that, but for me, that's, um, you know, those of you that struggle with self hatred. Yeah. Those of you that have a low self esteem. Mm-hmm. I would just really encourage you to meditate in these. Yes. And learn to celebrate those things that God has made in you and not compare yourself with others and wish you were different. Right. He he made you I mean, he formed you in a, in your inward part. You he covered you in your mother's yes. womb. He made you in secret and skillfully brought you forth. Skillfully. So um I think a lot of our battle is we want to be somebody, something else. Yeah. Um, Instagram feeds that. Social yes. media feeds that. Coveting your neighbor's hair feeds mm-hmm. that. Hey, Baldy. All of those uh-huh. feed that. Uh-huh. And instead of having that, actually rejoice and in, in, in find that thing that he's made you in. Self-hatred yeah. is one of the, I think, the biggest battles of this generation. Yes. Yes. And in that comparing of one another that's that comparison I think it is massively debilitating.
1: Absolutely.
0: And you you need to meditate in this psalm and have it transform you.
1: You know, I even think what if God made you for himself? Like what if there's an aspect even of our physical feature or of our personality, he was like, you know what? I want to do this on this one. I just love that.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. He's the
1: creator. Yeah. We're I mean. his creation. He gets to enjoy us in the way that he wants to enjoy us. Mm-hmm. And so there's something beautiful in that. Anyway, just thoughts. So, um, yeah, I love that. And your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And your. So there's
0: substance. We have substance and we're not even formed. Yeah. So you can't tell me abortion. I mean, I'm back on that point, but (laughs) there's no way you can say abortion's right.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and in your book, they were all written, the day's fashion for me, when as yet there were none of them. I mean, I love this. Like... I feel like singing the Corey Asbury song. Now I have a purpose. Now I have a destiny. <laughs> he made me for his glory. And like, do, do, do. I won't sing because that would be Please scary. Please don't. No, I'm going to. That's it. I'm going to do a song.
0: So, But I think another thing is, you know, I, I don't want to get you all focused on God's perfect will for your life. Uh-huh. Um, I believe that the God of creation is writing a story with Jennifer's life. He's yeah. R- he, he is. He's yeah. writing. He's writing a story with my life, and and in your book they are written the days fashioned for me,
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: I think it's just rest in that there's a sovereign God who's in control of your mm-hmm. life, and yes we have free will. Yes, Dwayne Roberts has really done some stupid things, but God's redemptive purposes have been leading my life Don, yes. god's story over my life he's been leading me guiding me directing me and mm-hmm. just let that settle on you mm-hmm. let that go deep into your spirit it's powerful mm-hmm. it and is how, powerful and how precious um are your thoughts towards me oh god how great is the sum of them yeah um I'm just saying <clears throat> that for me this verse has Really been incredibly important in my in my journey. Yeah, um, this verse has been vital to the forming and the fashioning of me because um, I don't know. I just I I grew up with a tremendous amount of lack of self confidence mm-hmm. and really had an opinion that that um, my paradigm of God is that I had to massively please Him for mm-hmm. it, for me to be accepted by Him. Yeah, and what David said. Um, how precious are your thoughts towards me, that has spurred me to go, what does God think about me? Yeah. Who am I before God? When I stand before God, who am I? Mm-hmm. And allow the thoughts of God to form and shape me. And you need to know that the God who formed you in, your private, in private places, who, who brought you forth with skill, mm-hmm. he is the one who's looking upon you And if you don't know the thoughts of God, you need to. Yeah. Because they are to be the defining voice, the defining thoughts that speak to the very core of your identity.
2: Right. Right.
0: And you're called, first of all, you've got that, that, that you're called the righteousness Mm -hmm, of Christ. mm -hmm. And so the work of Christ has been formed in fashion within you. But just his his thoughts of of delight and mm-hmm. pleasure over you is, and allow that to be formed and fashioned. And that has really been a, a significant mm-hmm. part of my journey. Yeah. Like it changed the trajectory of my life right. when I understood that that God delighted in me. Yeah. You know that story from Isaiah. It, God delighted in me. I'm like, what? Yeah. How can God delight in me? Yes and it, it 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 transformed me and mm-hmm. so i want you to understand the sum of the thoughts of god towards you and allow it to really change and transform you
1: and then be honest with the fact that you may think his thoughts towards you are negative uh, yeah and then actually repent of that totally because you're ascribing an evil character trait to god
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just go oh that's so not you. God forgive me that I've agreed with the evil one.
2: Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because
1: the accuser of the brethren is like a, a swarm of bees around your head, accusing you, accusing God, and accusing your neighbor. Yes. And and we so often assimilate those lies into our thinking. And we need to actively it doesn't just happen casually right. we need to actively take thoughts captive yes. we need to actively disagree with those things because here's what's interesting it says if I should count them they would be more than more in number than the sand like that's unbelievable so you know we used to live near the ocean and so when I would teach this sometimes I would say, okay, here's your assignment, everyone. Go to the ocean and take a pinch of sand. Just a pinch. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, how many grains of sand are in a pinch?
0: Between 52 and 74.
1: No, honey, so many more. (laughs) And so I would, uh, and even now, if you're by the ocean or go get some dirt, whatever, pinch it. Put it in your hand and just spend only five minutes trying to count out each grain of sand. Just try doing that. Find out that you can't do it and then realize that the thoughts he has towards you outnumber the sands of the sea and then let that overwhelm you.
0: Yes, and amen.
1: I mean, it should. It's it's meant to no, overwhelm and you. And
0: I, I think that that is the point we don't know is the pleasure of God on the no, human heart.
1: No, we don't.
0: And and I, I, I think that When we step through the veil of eternity and the lies of Satan are dismantled, I think there will be such. I mean, I want to know everything I can right now. Yeah. But when I step into eternity, I think I will be overwhelmed. Yeah. At the goodness, I mean, the great pleasure of God on my heart. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to blow my mind. Like, I'm talking to me personally. I want this to overwhelm yes, me and yes.
1: to define me. Yeah. And I think, it, if I'm honest, disagreeing with God, or let's just say this, agreeing with God yeah. is spiritual warfare. Yes. Like, you know, read oh, the books, do the things, march around the house seven times, yell, hey, I don't care. Right. But really what's powerful is when the human heart voluntarily agrees with God and what God says about us. That is so powerful, and it bothers the enemy because he wants us covered in shame, looking inward, looking down, because those who look to him, meaning the Lord, are radiant, and their faces are never covered in shame. Mm. So it's, it's time to stop, pause, go deep. I mean, it, it, it's necessary to go deep on this whole section. Okay, the next chunk
2: uh-huh.
0: is
1: so different than the rest of the psalm.
0: So just do it in one chunk.
1: Yeah. So, oh that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak, you know, uh, they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain, and then you you see David's indignation. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Mm. And I feel like David's slipping into this, hey, I am in love with God. And those people that are talking bad about you, oh, I'm going to fight them. And <laughs> he, I, almost, I feel like I almost see David's humanity in here. Okay. And I, I, I think it's precious. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I'm not going to get into that. But th- there's, there's, a, there's a human moment here. And I feel like when, when you are in love with someone and you feel their love for you, there's a fierce um, defense you have for them. And I think there's a a defense that David has for God's character and nature. And we saw that when he stood against Goliath. It was like, how dare you talk about my God like that? Anyway, but one of the best parts to me in, in this whole psalm is now. So we've just, we've seen the intimacy of God. We've seen he's acquainted with us. We we see that he knows what we're going to say before we speak it. He knows when we rise. He knows when we fall. He made us. He knows the days that are written before we even breathe our first breath. And then in light of that, David says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm. I think when you are rooted in intimacy, you're not afraid of conviction. Totally, You're not afraid to be corrected. Totally. He knows that, that God loves him. He knows that God is for him so he can open wide the door of his heart and say, oh, God of light, come and shine your light in my heart and expose anything. He doesn't want to have any area that would displease the Lord.
0: So um, I preached a oh so powerful message. Oh, so powerful. But out of Jeremiah 17. Yeah. And that's where that phrase comes out. um, The heart is wicked Mm -hmm. and deceitful above all things who can know it. Right. And so that, that is really written for us to understand that those areas of my heart are that I, that I don't know about. Yeah. And the wickedness that's really birthed in me at, at, in my, you know, because of sin and that comes out. And so there's areas in my heart that I don't even know.
2: Right. Right.
0: And there's areas of, of fear, insecurity, doubt, selfishness, Mm -hmm. pride that, that I'm not even aware of. Right. But David has such confidence. First of all, that he'll be accepted, yes. and that he is known, yes. He goes, "You already know, yeah. So I'm giving you permission. Come, and, and, and know my heart, yeah. I'm search it, yes, and highlight this to me. And then I love the part N- and know my anxieties.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think kind of at record levels, people are touching anxiety in this year. Yeah. COVID, whatever. All of these things. And so anxiety can actually lead us to, to really be paralyzed. Yes. And and I think a a, a true pathway out of anxious thoughts of mm-hmm. anxiety is actually studying this psalm to end up in the sovereignty of God. And yeah. his his kindness, his leadership over humanity. Yeah. That's and good. his pursuit, that focused pursuit over humanity. Um and in that your anxieties, your fears are, are not going to be lost in the wave of emotion. Right. You can actually be settled because God knows yeah, you.
1: Yeah, You know, have you ever had the, the, those telephone calls? Hey, I want to get together. There's something I want to talk to you about.
0: No, I've never had that. <laughs>
1: never. And your pulse kind of goes up a little bit. Totally, yeah. And especially if it's someone that you're not confident that they know you well or you're not confident that they like you. And so you go into that conversation nervous, to be honest, just a little nervous, a little like, what are they gonna say, da-da-da-da-da. But this is the opposite of that. This is knowing that God has never misunderstood us. Mm. Like never. I have never been misunderstood by God. Wow. I love that. That, that brings me freedom. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm odd. I love the discipline of God. Like I feel loved when the Lord convicts me of sin. I'm like, he loves me enough that he wants to show me those areas that are hindering me from loving him with all my heart. Totally. And it's specific. It's yeah. not this vague sense of you're a bad girl. Right, it's something right, right. specific that I can own, repent, confess, and be healed. I love that. So see yourself in this story. Understand that God is for you, not against you. He loves you. No one is going to love you like God loves you. No one. And allow him to come close. He's already close. He's already in you. Allow him to expose those areas that are hindering you because he's good and he's kind. And he does it through the lens of love. Yes. And that just brings peace to me. I love that.
0: And so this really, I think, and see if there's any wicked way in me. Yeah. Um, I think, do you, do you know the context of this chapter?
1: What what do you mean the context? Oh what, what was happening yeah, in his story? Yeah. I forgot, honestly.
0: Oh my gosh, this I know. is embarrassing.
1: I, I know. I, I I used to know, but no, I forgot. Well, I have
0: an idea, but I'm gonna keep it to myself. Okay. Um but it's in an area of brokenness when I uh-huh. wrote this. And in see if there's any wicked way in me, I think it is his his way of brokenness going uh, I, I'm I'm in this place where I want to be real before God. Yeah. I'm not running, I'm not hiding, I'm not even arguing or fighting. Mm-hmm. It's brokenness, and it's let's do business, God. Yeah, yeah. Let, l- let's let's take this on. Let's yeah. get this resolved. Let's get these issues moved. Let's move past these, mm-hmm. these issues. And that wickedness, and then the cry, and lead me to the way of everlasting. Yeah. And that is that awareness that it makes sense to follow God. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to go this way because it's it leads me to everla- that life everlasting. Yeah. And I think it's a powerful pursuit of the human heart. When the human heart goes, I can find life in him.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So I would encourage everyone, take your time, go slowly. Yes. And just really meditate on it. Pray it. Put your name in there. And get it written on your heart. Amen. Amen.
0: Jennifer, I love you.
1: I love you too, Dwayne. You're really good-looking thank, guy.
0: thank you for doing this Bible study with me.
1: <laughs> hey, my pleasure, babe. <laughs> hey, hey. Right here, date night.
0: Hey, so Jennifer, um, are you releasing a book sometime soon in oh, English? Oh, well,
1: funny you should ask, Dwayne. I am. Oh, I didn't know.
0: I thought just that. was I mean, word of knowledge, <laughs> I this <just> got.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I'm not exactly sure the exact date, but I've written a book called The Journey. And it's about growing in mature love as seen through the Song of Solomon. And so I'm excited about it. I I, I love the Song of Solomon. It has transformed my life.
2: Yes, amen.
1: And just seeing the journey that, you know, the Shulamite who mirrors the bride of Christ that she goes through. There's testing. There's trial. There's seasons of joy. There's seasons of testing or seasons of hiddenness. Yeah. And then we grow into mature love and you know we're still on this journey all of us of growing and becoming more mature in our love for jesus and others but i see so much depth in the song of solomon and i feel like it gives us a road map of how to live this life and it's given me language to articulate the different seasons i found myself in that i didn't quite no, what is going on? God, what are you doing? And then through the lens of the Song of Solomon, I went, oh, well, this is that. Okay. And it gave me hope. Yeah. So I really hope people love the book. Yes. Yeah, so and I'm excited watching, about it.
0: We'd be watching for it. we will kind of release it on all the digital platforms as well as in uh, in print as well. Hey, thanks for jumping in with us, guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Tune in next time for the same precious people, possibly someone else. We're going back and forth typically between uh, go uh, a guest, a guest, and Jennifer and I. So we'll see what happens next time. But God bless you guys. Thanks again. See you soon. Ciao, ciao.
2: Ciao.